I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Proper Class Podcast. I'm Laura Checkley. And I'm Hannah Chiswick. And we are, of course, here to celebrate all things working class, because if we don't, I'm going to let our guests say it. Go on. Who the bloody hell we're? Oh. Do you recognise those dulcet tones, folks? Oh, you know what? I've always thought that catchphrase was no good, but it turns out it just needed someone else to say it. Oh, how rude. As always, we sit down with a working class hero to celebrate their life and achievements and discuss just how they got to where they are today. So on that note, who are we celebrating this week, Law? I have been excited all day, all week. All about day. This. Yeah, all day and all week um, about what's to, quite frankly, take place here today. Because let me tell you, folks, this week's guest is quite literally one of the most special ladies you'll ever hope to meet. Not only one of my bestest mates, but a bit of a bloody icon, actually. And in my opinion, one of our country's finest character actresses. Yes. I mean, her range. Now, do you remember Mariah Carey when she could sing? <laughs> do you remember Mariah Carey? Yes, yeah, yes, do you I remember do. Her, yeah. yes. But do you remember her range? Do you remember? It was quite big, wasn't it? It was very big. Well, if this week's guest range... Guests... I can see where you're going. Keep going. Go on. <laughs> well, if this week's guest's range was measured in, like, a vocal range, it would be greater than Mariah's range. Does that make sense? That's how good this week's guest is at what she does. Because okay. a shit metaphor, was not it? Good God, you committed to it, though. <laughs> That's right. This week's guest has been gracing our screens for decades now. You might know her best for playing parts like Jackie Tyler in Doctor Who. Oh, like I said, iconic. Shelley and BAFTA award-winning comedy, him and her. Again, iconic. And most recently, she can be seen in Channel 4's hit comedy, Big Boys, playing Jack Rook's hilarious mum, Peggy. Soon to be iconic. Actually, it's already iconic. It's done so well. Have you seen it yet? No, not yet. Please watch it. It's it's that iconic. I wish I was in it. (laughs) (laughs) At just 24, this week's guest was whisked off to Hollywood to appear in hit movie classics, Nuns on the Run and King Ralph. She's also trodden the boards too, originating the role of Rosie in The Play Made in Spain, which later went on to become a TV movie. She's also graced the West End 2 in What the Butler Saw, Get Out of That Then and Benefit. I love how all those plays sound really working class. Get out of Quite simply, we'd be here all day if we were to list all of her achievements because that's how old... Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, that's how much work she's done. <laughs> but just in case you don't know, here's a little taster. Deep breath. You may recognise her from The Business, The Firm, A Prayer for the Dine, A Bit of Fry and Laurie, Boone, The Famous Five, Rumpo of the Bailey, Nelson's Column, A Touch of Frost, Tom Jones, Hannah. Trial and Retribution, Family, England, 
expects oh no I'll let you roll it down tonight (laughs) Lord Christ of Candlefoot cradle to the grave open doors and death in paradise and that my friends is not even scratching the surface no it really isn't and she ain't done yet because she has loads more of exciting projects in the pipeline I mean one could only hope to have a fraction of this woman's career and to be able to sustain this tough industry for as long as she has and still be at the top of her game is nothing short of admirable I have been fortunate enough to have worked with our guests twice first time was a bit of a flop ain't gonna lie and we thought we'd never work again but second time round we were as she would say on a pig's back flying high in our hit BBC sitcom King Gary she is the Kylie to my Jason the Richard to my Judy and the Spanx to my thighs she is our nation's favourite TV mum Camille Kadori I'm so not worthy yes you are How lovely. How do you oh. feel hearing all that? I've got, I feel strange. Do you? <laughs> do. I, yeah. Does that sound like your life? Well, that's it weird, does, and you think, but I feel like I still feel 25 and that yeah. it was only eight years ago. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's not, it's been... 40 years, yeah, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Which and that then was, was 40 years ago. Wow. 41 years ago, actually. No, no, so honestly, I yeah. sincerely meant that. I know we're obviously really good mates and I take the piss out of you all the time, but... <laughs> Like, it is, it's one of the things I say to you all the time, like, to be able to sustain this industry is one thing alone. But you've sustained it at a top level, and you have. I know you think, like, you were sat on the couch for five years after we did that flop together. I I did, though. I did sit on the couch for five years. (laughs) No, you did. You did, like, a load of radio plays and shit like that. But I came back and I said, well, I've, I've got to retire now, I'm hanging up my hat, and then that was it. That was it. The moment you decide, it's all over. She once said to me, I'll be like, that skeleton on the bike in Liberties. You know, that skeleton. <laughs> she, that's me. That's my career. That's me on the bike. I think it's what like in the industry at any age, isn't it? It's like when you turn your back on it and go, right, that's it. That's enough. I'm done with you. It's when it comes well, knocking think, or something. There's something about that. It's quite a healthy thing to do, I think. Think, oh, I, I think, don't, it's well, not the end I mean, of the world. Yeah, you've got, I think you've got to be lucky as well. You've got to yeah. be really lucky. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only reason I'm still here is because everyone else is gone. And there's the only. <laughs> Everyone else is dead. To do it is is me left. You know (laughs) that's not true. We start every week by asking our guest if they could take us back to a place that reminds them of their working class roots or past. Where would where would you take us? I'd take you back to Clapham Junction. I'd take you back to Joe Lyon's Tea House. It was on the corner in Clapham Junction because we all grew up there. My family two sisters and a brother and um we'd go there on a saturday and and think we were very well to do have a bit of tea and what was it like a like a greasy spoon type place or was it, it a was bit more well all, than that? all the waiters and waitresses it was mostly waitresses they wore the little white pinnies in the black dresses with the little caps it was sort of quite glamorous wasn't it my dad it went really a lot of, like that's what people did went to like lion's tea room and it was quite yeah. a sort of it was weird, more of a tea it? room than a, a calf well the thing like, is it was working class wasn't it really working yeah. class people did frequent it but it was sort of like well, it's only working class really glamorous at the same time. It's like a little yeah. bit of it's yeah. They were like a and real thing. I think Clapham Junction's got a bit sort of up, more upmarket oh, yeah, yeah. now because yeah, you've got yeah, Market Road attached to it and yeah. all of that. And um, I remember being sixteen and and my boyfriend taking me out to the uh, Dog and Fox in Wimbledon for dinner and <laughs> and we asked the. Uh, the what's it the major do if we could get a cab home and he said and where to where would you like your cab and we said Battersea and he went <laughs> pardon really Batsy oh, Battersea's really laughed. posh now he laughed and now you go oh yeah you, you couldn't afford it you, oh, you couldn't get a shoebox in exactly. Battersea now could you exactly but so it's lots of bits of London like that isn't there that were yeah. so like 
So like I grew up in Greenwich, but my parents moved there in the 70s because it was like loads of actors, my dad's an actor, loads of actors of my dad's generation moved there. It was like the cheapest place to live in London. Yeah. That's why they moved there. Yeah, my dad's exactly. from North London, but it was exactly. like, oh, we'll go, we'll go to Greenwich. It's like this really cheap, rough bit of London. Yeah. I mean, now you couldn't buy a shed in Greenwich. You'd be no. lucky. It's just... Exactly. Like that, that. Well, that's what the junction was like. And it was, the, the tea house was opposite Arding and Hobbs. My brother was manager of the Hill Bar. He was only 16 and he did everyone's shoes. He was a cobbler there. Oh. Yeah, because he got an O-level in uh, woodwork. He's dead now, sadly. But, um, so we would go and see him and then pop over and get a cup of tea. And, and would you all go in there, the whole family? Well, they were they were older than me, so I was the right. youngest. So I would just go in with my mum and dad. And I'd miss them because they were all, you know, they'd be working on a Saturday. And my other sister had kids, so she'd be off with them, but... What sort of food did it do? Well, it was kind of... I remember burgers. Right. Burgers, and that was like a really... Quite exotic That thing. was really exotic. American influence, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure if there were any buns. It was just the burger. <laughs> oh, oh, dear, no-one wants that. Christ. Baked beans, because that was on the menu. With the burger? If you wanted. Yeah. And fish fingers and chips, I remember that. Yeah. Because my dad had bought me this little book, this little reading book. I've got it by my bed. Okay. And he taught me how to do joined up writing my name. So I've written my name and joined up writing in that book Aww. with beans, burger, chips. I wrote that in the little book as well. <laughs> and um, I was, I think I was about six. And it was such a vivid memory, just yeah. writing and doing joined up writing. He taught me how to do it in, in that book, in Joe Lyons, in Clapham Junction. So Clapham Junction, yeah. is, so you grew up in Battersea, were you saying? Yeah, I grew up on Windmill Road, which was opposite the common It was 15 minutes walk to CJ. Right. And um, it was just, the as I said, the main focal point where we all used to hang out or yeah. meet up or, or if you went into town or when I was going to college, I would get my train back to there and then walk home from the junction and... So you grew up in Battersea. Was it a in a house flat? What was the? It was a flat. Well, it was a house, and we had the downstairs flat, and I shared a bedroom with my brother. He had the bottom bunk, I had the mm. top bunk, and they're quite old, you know. It wasn't like we were kids. He was eleven years older than me. He left when he was twenty three or something to get married, and my sister Nancy in the corner, and my other sister had gone off to marry a soldier. So we shared that bedroom, but my mum and dad didn't have a bedroom because we didn't we didn't have the room. So they had a bed in the kitchen. <laughs> wow. We had an outside loo till I was about 14, 15. So, you know, we're talking late 70s, like coming up to 1980, still going out to the loo. Oh, God, we're not terrified. We talked about this with Simon, actually, when we had Simon oh, Day on because he had an outside oh, toilet, did didn't he? My neighbours yeah. had an outside loo yeah, when I was growing yeah. up. What yeah, was yours like? Outside. We were talking yeah. about, I'd be terrified to go down at night. I just... I you just get on with it, Laura, or you're still in the bowl. We're in a bowl. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't going to do that. So did you share your room with your brother right up until he left to get married? Yeah. In his 20s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but because that was it. Well, there's yeah. nowhere else to go. There was yeah. nothing else. I mean, he worked all the time, so, you know, there wasn't any of that, you know, there was a lot of privacy. You could get on with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, even, that wasn't even an issue. I think but that's such a big had... change, isn't it? Like people yeah. getting, like people leaving home. My aunt did the same thing, like people staying in their family home mm. until they went Got off married. to be married yeah, and, yeah. and go off yes. to get married. And now obviously yes. there's all that middle bit where you live with your mates. and yes. yeah, yeah. But that didn't really, that wasn't a thing. It's quite no, a modern idea still, isn't it? it is that sort modern. of teens, 20s. Yeah living that people just didn't do stayed at home till you stayed got married and then moved in home. with your family yeah. yeah which is exactly what what he did well what they all did and how was mm. um how was school for you 
Were you academic? Were you like, I was really you academic. It? I was really clever. But my mum and dad, we didn't have, I mean, we had nothing. They saved up so they could send me to a local private school on Trinity Road. A wow. suiting independent high school, it was called. It was like a little house because it was literally on the way home. It was in between home and my dad's work. Do you so think back then could... it was more achievable to try and save up and go to a private school? Because I think now if my no, brother tried to save it, up it. now, like, no. how do they do that? I don't understand how it was how a cheap do... one. Right, right. It was basically a cheap one. Yeah, but still, private nonetheless. Did you just you go to, I mean... Oh, yeah, no, the others, they all went to the local comps and they went to the local schools. But they wanted to do this because they thought it might be easier because I was in between home and my dad's work, so he could pick me up and do all of that. And but also, presumably, they thought you were bright, so thought it was worth they the investment, They did say that. Though. They did think that. They did, but unfortunately, uh, I sort of let them down, really, because I you know, I sort of left and said, I'm not, I'm not going to do any exams, I'm just going to be an artist. I'm going to join the theatre. And my dad went, you are a free spirit, kid. Go and be free. Oh, Can you my imagine God, how amazing. That? That's, That's an amazing thing to do. But certainly back then as well. It's, inc- it's incredible, isn't it? What, how was your mum about it? Well, she wanted me to do well, obviously. And, I, you know, I, I did I did win a maths cup when I was nine. I was I was clever and I got to... You actually, didn't you win yeah, um, Didn't you win Pointless? No, Weakest Link or one of them? I did, yeah. Link, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's easy at home, you know, that show. You can answer the questions. But you still won it on live TV. Oh, no, so I wouldn't go on it because I'd really get on something so it. simple. I know, I don't. Do you know I'd what totally I'd be so worried about asking something about play like Shakespeare wrote going, uh, and answering a check off. I just couldn't yeah. go. I'd be so embarrassed. I know, I know. Get it wrong, and you would never get it wrong. It's hard. It's hard, though. Yeah, Somebody no, said to me to really hear. Cause it's hard to hear when you're being questioned, particularly by Anne Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying lights in your face. Oh, so it's a Doctor Who special. Yes, yes. I remember now. Yeah. And someone said to me, "Rub your ears, so when she's asking you questions, you can hear." Because sometimes it's hard to hear when people... So standing there rubbing my ears to make it easier for me to hear what... I wonder why you kept doing that in all our scenes when we were acting. (laughs) We're all rubbing our ears now, by the way. Literally, even Michelle, our producer, is rubbing her ears. So what did your dad do? Because he's like... So he was an artist... So he was a local Battersea boy who spent most of his time in the snooker halls. Hmm. But he was a brilliant artist and he got a scholarship to St Martin's and he couldn't do that because his dad died and he had to bring home money for my gran. And so he started sign writing, gifted, self-taught. So he did all the local signs. Oh, I love that. And then he did all the posters for events at pubs like... Billy Otrocks here tonight, go-go dancers in the 70s, all of that. He would do the day-glow posters with italic, uh, calligraphic writing in paint. And he would have 80 pubs at his uh, beck and call, really, if you like. So he'd say to me, if you're going out Friday night, you've got any money? I'd go, no, I've got no money. Take this down to Jim at the Beaufoy Arms in Battersea and he'll give you the money he owes me. For the poster or for whatever. For the posters, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'd take the money in and I'd go out for the night. Oh, Bless wow. Him. And he was like that. And he had all of these pubs sewn up. And until recently, there were signs that you'd see from old shops that had been pulled down and his would be underneath. Wow. And Chris and I, my husband and I, would go, oh, my God, look. That's one of girls, you know. Oh, no way. Yeah. And what did your mum do? She was really bright, my mum. She had a job for five years being PA to the 
understate secretary of health for five years. Blimey. I don't know how she did it. She talked her way into it. <clears throat> but she gave them hell because she refused to wear a skirt and in winter she'd wear trousers. Wow. And they'd say, you know, what do you, you have to wear a skirt? She said, no, I'm cold, I'm not wearing a skirt. I will wear my trousers, thank you. And nobody argued. She was very, very bright. She only did it for five years and then she became a librarian. Wow. Yeah. And your dad was Italian, right? He was and half Italian. Half yeah. Italian. And I'm so did... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was born here. Did his parents come over? Was he like second generation? Or... Right. Yeah, He's, his dad came over and he had a few quid that he saved up for and he was a porter in a hotel. But his mum, my, my great-gran, was Swiss, apparently. Oh, wow. And so he could speak these languages because he had to learn to speak these languages. So he came over and then met my granny and they fell in love. He met her on the Isle of Wight. Unfortunately, they struggled because he was Italian mm. and uh, and people really didn't like foreigners in <laughs> those days. Yeah. Don't really think that's not a kind of prejudice that you think of as being something that someone would really struggle with being Italian. I mean, we obviously know loads of people who came over in Windrush who had terrible, like, mixed-race marriages and people yeah. were so a nightmare yeah. for people, like yeah. 70s London, wasn't it? But you don't necessarily think about... The Italians, the Italians having the such a... Yeah, the, exactly. That being the, that and that being the same. Yeah. And I used to get a lot of grief from my surname. And somebody said to me, you'll never make it in this business without foreign surname. Really? Wow, yeah. no way. Yeah. And I said, well, there isn't another name. That's my name. That's the name. I'm using that name. It's, it's a, a great name. It's, it's really interesting when you talk about your dad because it's like... Something we talk about a lot is how... There's this idea that, like, you can't remain working class and be aspirational, that somehow, like, when you become aspirational, that is no longer yeah. major. But then you talk yeah. about your dad, and he's like the epitome of that, isn't he? Because he's, he's living in a really house hard. where he hasn't got a bedroom. Got nothing. Where his adult son is sharing yeah. a room with his two other two sisters. Two yeah. sisters yeah. And yet he's got the sort of aspiration to go to send you to yeah. a private school to let you, at the end of that, go, you go, go and do yeah. your thing. Go and and even... Thing. In his own choice of career, yes, he's not doing fine art, but he didn't give not up on art, being no. an yes. artist either. It's quite he never gave yeah, up. Yeah. He it's never incredible. gave up, and and people would ask him to do really good portraits, and it, it, that wasn't his thing. Portraits weren't his thing, but he did an eight foot by eight foot Mona Lisa once around a hairdresser's in Barmouth Road in Wandsworth, where we lived, and I never forget seeing it for the first time. It was incredible. Mm. It was amazing. I don't know where that's gone. I'd love to know where that yeah. where that ended up. Well, listeners but, out there, if anyone's got a hold of it, let us yeah. know, please. Let us know. And I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, we never, ever had a discussion about not having much, ever. Mm. We never had a discussion about class. I was brought up to get on with everybody, regardless of faith, creed, race, mm -hmm. class. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't a thing. No. And so when you, because obviously you're saying that was relatively, as, as private schools go, it was a relatively cheap school. Yeah, it was a house. But when you got there... The other yeah. students must have been living in a slightly different life to yours. Yeah. They weren't living in a house with one bedroom, no. presumably, or a flat no. with one bedroom. And is that right. is they, that where they, you they, might, did you become aware of your class a bit then when you? I did, like, I oh. did, because I went to school with many different nationalities. Mm -hmm. So there'd be like some African princes and princesses who oh, were wow. pitched up who were like, like one of us really, just looking for a good time at school. 
Mm. You know, just looking for a good time. time. <laughs> they'd wear their like tie wonky and try and be cool. Do you know, everyone yes. was just trying to rebel, sort of keep a bit of water, really, you know, and try not to get in trouble. But I think I was a bit of a gobshite at school because I'd always get detention. I'd get the cane a lot as well. Oh, that was interesting, getting the cane. God. Because, you know, people didn't like the school dinner. Did so you I'm, get it on the hand? Yeah, on the hand, hand yeah. yeah. Wow. Ow. I remember the boys crying, but I never cried. But I remember thinking, this, this isn't right. No, even Why then. A man like you yeah. give me the cane. It's not, it's not right, really, is it? But at the best time. But yeah, my friends, they would uh, make fun of me. Like your accent, you mean, or like? Um, yeah, that. And then once they said, can we come to your house for lunch? But, and I said, yeah, of course. I said to my mum and dad, look. Like two, three of my friends are coming. Mm. Do you think we can get something, something in? You know, there's never anything at home. Mm. My mum would go, "Oh, make something with that lovely tin of meat and egg meal." Yeah, and you go, "All right then." So I said, "Do you think we can have egg and bacon?" You know, I'm like, "Oh, all right then." So they got the egg and bacon in. I remember them coming round, and there was a table, a small round table, and they sat. Um, I put them in the chairs, and I sat on my mum and dad's bed to eat this. <laughs> So that they, and they were kind of sort of sniggering behind there, like sort of laughing. I'll never forget it. And I just tried to ignore it. Aww. And I said, Are you enjoying that? Oh, yeah, no, it's really nice. And then they were so shocked that I lived how we lived. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that room. Yeah. Sitting on my mum's bed eating egg and bacon. But anyway, it, it was the making of me because I loved I loved my family so yeah. much beyond life itself and the love we got was insurmountable mm. and it didn't matter that we didn't have much and it didn't matter about any of those things because all you need is love, really. But I think it's like to a testament fair. to your mum and dad, really, that you did take your friends round because had they gone on and on about not having much or oh, we haven't yeah. got anything, you might have yeah. felt really ashamed but you weren't. Yeah. You went round and went, yeah, yeah, this is how we live. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And so you're at school, you're at private mm. school, and you turn around to your dad to say, I, I want to go and be an actress or performer yeah. artist. Yeah. When did that kick in for you? When did you think, oh, do you know what, that's what I want to do? I did the school play, and they were all worried about what I was going to do because I'd gone off the rails, really. They, I think they were just worried about me having, you know, having a baby at 16, which right. was so far from what, yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it's amazing what people put onto you. Yeah. They project all of that onto you. When you look a certain type, you know, yes. I had sort of big breasts and, and, and blonde hair, and I think that I was just labelled. And they it never worried me, but it clearly worried them, you know. I remember my English teacher, and she was wonderful, and she was my drama teacher, and she put me in um, Imports of Being Earnest. Oh, yeah. So I played Cecily, <laughs> and that went really well. And the following year... She wanted me to play Eliza Doolittle, and that was it. And then all the mums and dads came, and lots of people. I'd love to see your Eliza Can you Doolittle. Oh my god, she could sing it. as well. Camille can sing as well. Was it Pygmalion or was it, it My was, Fair Lady? It, it, it was it was Pygmalion. Right, actually. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such it was such fun doing that because then I thought, and everyone was saying, "This is what you should do." All yeah, the things, yeah. You need to do this. Yeah. Because you're good at this, you can do this. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'll do that then. I'll do that then. I'll I'll go to drama school and I'll try and get into drama school. How did you know about drama school though? Did a teacher say to you, "That's what you need to do yeah. next"? Or did yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. Because in fact, Tracy, her name was my drama teacher, and her father was an actor called Lyndon Brooke. It was either Brooke or Brooks. Tracy Brooks. It was an S, and he was in all those films. I think he was in Spartacus and all oh, those wow. films. Yeah, and he came to see it. And she said to me, "My dad thought you were great. This cat, you know, this uh, actor." It's a funny thing, isn't it? Sometimes I think like there's obviously like a difficult. Sometimes like, working class people think it can seem like so unattainable but I also think there can be a real benefit to not knowing as well because I think you can do things like sometimes I meet young students and I love it when they go oh I'm just going to try for this place called RADA and I go yeah just and it's really lovely that they don't know yeah, if you yeah. keep not there's a benefit to not knowing to just rocking yeah. up and doing your thing 100%. and being raw and tell it, and not having necessarily come up through loads of stage school and just yeah. being a, I just think there's such a, a lovely part of your life when you go I'm just going to do this thing yeah. before everyone goes or you exactly. start to get that voice exactly. in your head going, you, you're going to do this. And you say, exactly. oh, okay, I'll go to drama school exactly. then. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'll do. Like, I think my dad was about that. And yeah. he, he was my absolute hero. And he, he would say to me, you can do anything, remember that, anything in this world. The world is so big. Just remember you're a free spirit and be free. Just remember that. So I went through those years going, I yeah, I can do that. that. I didn't even question it. So amazing. amazing. I didn't question it at all. I hear you say that all the time. You've said it to me, actually. You can do anything. You say it to me all the time. Yeah, but you can. (laughs) 
Very true. Uh, um, But I hear you say it to your kids as well. um, Camille's daughter, Rosa, is an actress and uh, her son, Sonny, he's a doctor now. Yeah. So it's the brains and the performing. It's all coming from you, not Chris. (laughs) It definitely is. I Googled it. I I know I did. So did you just like say, okay, drama school and uh, off I rock and I just just got there and you're not worried about money? I didn't. You're not worried about paying for it? Oh, right. No, I didn't get there. I didn't even think about those things because I went to college and I thought I'll just you know I'll get I'll pick up the O levels that I dropped and I'll just have a go and I was doing drama A and art A level and I thought I'll just pick them up and see how we go from there then the other girls and boys well mates at college said there's a there's an audition capital radio audition for the lyric youth theatre do you want to come along and I said well I'll come along and support you yeah but I won't you know I won't join in and uh, and of course I was dragged in and auditioned and and got in that was that was the beginning then really of um of the drama performance. and how old were you then i was 16 yeah i was like one of the youngest there were older people right. in it and um and then from that did you get agent i presume yeah, and then so, it, and so it begins yeah you know? so mary selway came along and saw live performance of uh, riverside and she got in touch with me she spoke to a guy in the audience and she was looking for the lead in the film Absolute Beginners. And she spoke to him and, he, and she said to him, why are you here? The late, great Mary Selway. She cast everything. She was an amazing woman. And he said, oh, my flatmate Camille's uh, in this. And he went, that girl, she's went, oh, that girl, I'm, I need to see that girl. Get her to ring me. Give her this number. So no phones then. It was all, I remember being in a phone box with 10p going, oh, hello, can I speak to... Anyway, uh, Twickenham Studio she was, and she said, you've got to be an actress, is that what you want to do? And I went, yeah, I think so. What do you mean you think so? You need to know. I said, yeah, no, I do. And you know when you're, you're yeah. a bit, you don't want to speak too, because you don't want to be too, you know, flash. Yeah. But, but do you think like, yes, I do. Yeah, do you think you know? that's a working class thing, definitely, though? Definitely. Like, you know, that, definitely. Whole, that whole thing. I mean, I know everyone has it when people say, oh, well done, you're brilliant. And But I do think it's a particularly working class thing yeah. to go, oh, no. Oh, no. Me, no, I mustn't, I mustn't talk. All, yeah, like, always, always. I mustn't pick myself up. I mustn't. So I didn't. And inside I was burning. I thought, it's the only thing I want to do. And I couldn't say that because I thought, seems a, a bit, bit flash. You know, it's a bit braggy. No, so I said, oh, yeah, no, I think so. Anyway, and then uh, I came in and, yeah, got a film and Big Picture was my first job. That's it, I was 21. Wow. You get a film and then somebody goes, I'm going to pay you to do this. Were you like, yeah. what on earth is going on yeah, here? Yeah, like- unbelievable. And the money that, you know, so I went from, like, sometimes I'd walk home. I'd walk home because I couldn't afford it. Oh, my God, my King Ralph audition. I went up for a film called King Ralph. And I I, I found, uh, like, 150 down the sofa. Oh, wow. And then I got there to Twickenham Film Studios because it was Mary Selway again. She put me up for this. And I bumped into Josie Lawrence. And I knew Josie because we'd done a job at the BBC. And she said, oh, God, I've been up for this. She said, oh, well, you'll get it. She said, I'm, I'm totally not right for it. I said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I said, can I ask you something? It's a bit embarrassing. But I said, I haven't got any money to get home. Do you think you can lend me a couple of quid? to get the train back, because otherwise it's a bit of a long old walk. Twickenham. Twickenham to bloody It's like a day, surely. I know, honestly. And she went, oh, my God, Camille. 
Honestly, she was it broke her heart really. So she gave me a fiver. I still owe her that fiver. I was going to say, if you could... I still owe her that's terrible, isn't it? She God saved my inflation. life. Yeah. yeah, God. It's important to remember those stories, isn't it? Because I know we can have a big old moan about ah, oh, telly don't pay what it used to, but it pays mm. incredibly well. And when you compare it to say, like you know what your sisters were earning or your brother or you know, yeah. um, it's it's like silly money. It's silly, yeah. silly money. But it's important yeah. to remember those. Like, I, you know, because I've walked to a couple of auditions. In the past, yeah, and, honestly, um, well, I, I, I told you a story. I took this producer to me when I was in my Checkley Bush days, my, my double act days. We took this, well, we went out to breakfast with this producer, and I thought between us we'll be able to get it. And we said to him, Oh, don't you worry. We thought, Oh, you know, because he was really helping us out, and we were sort of developing this TV thing with him that never went anywhere. But anyway, he goes off, and we're in uh, Pat Vow, you know, Patisserie Valerie down. Mm-hmm. Fucking so wherever it's so or whatever. We go, yeah, go on, you're all right, we've got it, we've got it. Yeah. And um, Vic said, babe, I've just seen my bank account, I've only got a tenner. And I went, well, look, and I didn't have a, I sort of had a funny old bank account at the time, I've always got funny bank accounts. And I ran over the road and went, I'll go and get some cash out, I'll go out, 20 quid, nothing, nothing. I mean, <gasps> the bill was about 40 or 50 quid, oh. something like that. So we had to, we, we got there, we Called squirreled amazing, together like, 10 quid or something, 15 quid between us, but we didn't have enough. So, yeah, yeah we called a friend and said, can yeah. you pay it over the phone? And he bailed us out. And I don't think we've ever paid him back on. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it, though? It's another it's thing that we talk about times, a lot. Yeah, about, like, money when was you say when you have, like, thing. no money. Yeah. Do you remember when me and you stayed in that awful B&B in Basingstoke? Oh, gosh. And we've got awful. it wrong. Well, we I thought we were going to get murdered, I'll be honest. We stayed in this B&B in Basingstoke. <laughs> and we'd, we were sharing a room. But we'd got it wrong. We thought the price was for two nights, but the price was for one night. So I was in the shower, say a shower. And we, you know and we were waiting Laura to get paid. Laura went down, she came back up and she was like, ashen. Because that's the reason we stayed there, because we couldn't afford the train. And she said, babe, 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 it's not for one night. I mean, that's for one night, not oh, the no, two no. nights. And we were like, <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We haven't got it. And the woman's like, it's such a shithole. It was such a shithole. It weren't, honestly, it weren't. It would have been better off sleeping in the car. And then you know as well that eventually, of course, we borrowed it and we got it and we managed to pay it. I think I called my mum, actually. For weeks, going on to think, this has cost me all this money and now we're not going to be able to have anything for I sort of love that, remembering those times. At the time, it was horrible and it was hard, and you and it just felt like you're chasing your tail the whole time. This industry always feels like that, particularly when you've got no money. It's really fucking hard. It's difficult. So let's go back to Hollywood, baby. Uh, so you go, you do that film, and then you get whisked off to King Ralph. I did, I did a yeah, I did a few pictures. They, but they were here. They were in this. So country. was Nuns on the Run before King Ralph? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you feel like that was kind of like you, like you get nuns on the run. So that was a huge hit. Yeah, wasn't that was it? a that bit was a really massive. big hit. And they came over because they were casting King Ralph, and they were shooting it all here in all the castles. Unlimited budget. Can you imagine? My God, it was ridiculous. It was just far out. Have you seen King Ralph? No. Have you never seen We've King never Ralph? Never seen it. I feel like you would have done, and you might have forgotten. Maybe I'm terrible. You know, I don't know. Or you might have gone. Oh dear, I'm turning that over. <laughs> <laughs> the outcome. But it was fun anyway. But but so Camille they was all came over. Camille was like, I was. Yeah, um, like you were like Hollywood off. kind of pin-up girl. You have to be joking. You were. King Ralph's really sense. iconic, no? Like No, I don't I, know about that. Well, but. I do know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so they came over and they were saying, oh, you know, your film's doing so well in the States right now. And la, la, la. They were lovely. And they bought you presents on that film. 
yeah, like a big, a nice, like, baseball jacket and things. I treasured those, you know. How you was, treasure those things, don't you? How was that, though? Like, how, was, oh, was, your, was, your, was your dad still alive? Did he see all of that? Yes, he did. Oh, oh, I was so proud. He was so proud. But he would say things, you know, quietly, like, you're, you're a star. You, you are a star. You always were. The moment you were born, you were, and I was born in a thunderstorm, and he always told me, sign of greatness, kid. Aww. Sign of greatness, born in a storm. And you were stung at your christening by a bumblebee, so it's going to be amazing. <laughs> he would say things like that, you know. So I think, oh, God. Yeah, and he's quite sort of magical. So that's lovely. But my mum, you see, she she's a Leo, and they're quite sort of proud. They're, they're amazing, Leos. They're amazing. And as mothers, they're, they're also never wrong. So she could never say to me, oh, God, Camille, you know, I'm so proud of you. She could, she, yeah. she couldn't, she, she did eventually, like before her death, she did. She died uh, nearly 10 years ago. And she, she would, just before, she'd say, I'm so proud of you. That's That's, nice. That was an amazing thing. It's nice thing. you got that moment. Yeah, but the, the only time my mum rang me, my mum rang me, she said, I saw you, I saw you on TV. And I thought, I said, really? Well, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done anything. For, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. She's actually ring me. She said, there you were on the news. You can see it on the six o'clock. You're on the platform, Ballam Tube Station. You got on, the tube doors open, you're in your stripy cardi. And you got on, I went, there's my Cammy. There's Cammy. <laughs> Meanwhile, King Ralph's playing in the cinema around the corner. She got, yeah, that is amazing. So what is that? The ex- on, like the the chance of you being on yeah. the news, like anyone else might be. It was about yeah. something yeah. totally random about undergrounds, and I just happened to walk it's on. Took it by surprise, but, in yeah. a way. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just feel, happened yeah. to walk on and I, I, walk on, get onto the tube while they're doing I their one that. o'clock news. Watch, watch tonight, she said. You know they repeat it at six. Watch tonight, you'll see, you'll see. Oh, oh I knew it was you. I knew it was you. I thought I cannot believe. <laughs> This. That's done the stuff all these that keeps films. you grounded, you, isn't it? Really, you'd never yeah, change it because I never changed my mum to be a changed. pushy, showy mum and oh, gushy. I couldn't think of anything oh, worse. I really couldn't. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like that. Supportive is so oh, important, isn't it? The support it? is so unwavering, but yeah. So, would you say was King Ralph Nuns on the Run? Was that like massive turning point for your career? Was that like I oh okay, so. and now we've got like yes, I think it was, and the and the plays were. You know, the plays, because it's funny, isn't it? I started off and I thought, I want to do great plays. I want to do a doll's house. I want to do all these fantastic, I want to do Chekhov, I want to do And then you saw your paycheck for telly and film and you went, ah, fuck that. (laughs) No, if only, if only. No, it's a question of, um, you know, my agent, who was Michael Foster at the time, saying to me, they want you to jump out of a birthday cake, Camilla. And I said, no, she's not, she's not doing that. And I said to him... Was this after King Rao? This is before. Oh. This is kind of before the films. And when I wanted to just do theatre and stage, because right. I love it, I was obsessed with it. And he said that, and I, and I said, well, really? I don't know, jump out of a birthday cake for who? Uh, in this, in this show, there was a there was a, a TV show. Oh, I see. Sorry, I it, it may have been birthday. a roller next year. With it was called a roller next year. Right, right. And I said to him, "I'm not ever going to jump out of a birthday cake." And I think she was topless. I said, oh, "I'm oh, never right. going to do that." And I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do that. Mm. And I was so disappointed. I thought, "Oh God, is this my life now?" Right. I'm not going to do these great plays. I'm just going to be the blonde who does this and that. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, managed to kind of find a balance, make some feed the family. Do you right, know yeah, but I've spoken, I've spoken to you about this a number of times over the ten, yeah. ten years that I've known you, 
And I know you it's something you've struggled with in the past where people have presumed you are one thing because you're yes. blonde, you're busty, yes. you've got a high-pitched yes. voice that everyone thinks you're yeah. you're stupid and dumb. Oh, they do. And you uh, get that a lot, right? Low in, of low intelligence and what on earth would I be doing here or living here? I've, I've had people knock on my door campaigning against having the permits outside parking permits and this fella said to me, are you in the upstairs flat or... Are you the are you the nanny or? Oh, and I said no, no, I live here. No, this is my house. Wow. And you go, that's incredible, isn't it? So I'd never knock on anybody's door. As I said earlier, I was brought up to get on with everybody. So it wouldn't even occur to you to it think. It wouldn't even occur to me to judge anybody. Uh, to, to you know, regardless of what they look like, to even think, oh, that I bet that person couldn't even afford. He thought I could. A, I couldn't afford to live there, and B, I was the help. More, yeah, more yeah. than anything. Yeah. And I just have never thought about myself. And if like you that, found that always a surprise when they're when, when you see how people when the, see it, yeah. When when they do this stuff to me. You just think, and, oh, go and, on then. And in the industry, right, you've had it as well with parts where people just like go, Oh, she's just the tart with a heart. I yeah, I mean I I imagine a lot of people would, would think that. Or also just that I wasn't able to do anything anything else probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, because my voice is a bit sort of, it's a bit high, isn't it? It's always been a bit high. But, so, that, but, but that, what's that, that's, that's the thing, though. It's like, why? Sh- why? Just because you've got a high voice and a working class Yeah, there's stigma, isn't it? There? There's stigma suddenly, with that. Yeah, it's that old school thinking of, oh, sort of tarty and, you know, and it's like, why oh, can't yeah. I, Bimbo. you know? Bimbo, actually, yeah. Bimbo, actually, Bimbo. But that's why I needed to do something different when we did King Gary, which was just mm. lower the tones of the, the voices you can... You can then. And then you've got um, serious people. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I know recently you've just played something that's going to, I think, you know, people are going to be really shocked to see. And I I think so. And yeah, and I I think it's great because, you know, I've known you for many years and we all get typecast. I get typecast. I'm fed up of playing, you know, straight talking, lesbian, straight talking, Cockney, whatever. Mm. But I'm good at it. I don't mind it. I'm Mm. good at it. I know I'm good at it, Mm. but I do want to do other things. And I know you've always felt that. And you do, yeah, but, but you do. But same for you, it's just like... I've played so many prosics. It's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> Me many. too. So many. I like that, though. I like the dress-up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, what can I do with this one? But also, they are the in- really interesting characters. Oh, they are. But it's really great. It's clever what you did with Denise and King Gary, because I don't think people are expecting it, because you always play such warm characters and likeable characters. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Sh- Shelley was a bit tragic in him and her, but yes. she was certainly, like, a bit soft and a bit, yes. like... She was horrible. tragic because everyone was horrible to yes. her, weren't she? Um, she's so in- so incredible, Shelley. Such an incredible performance. And then what you did with Denise, and she's such an arsehole, Denise, isn't she? She's, she's horrible, very, isn't she? Very she's difficult. Very difficult. The, very difficult. Talking, right? Camille would talk, and then suddenly she'd go into Denise in that voice. So low. It's just so brilliant what you did with it. Mm. A bit of a tangent, yeah. but mm. I'm just thinking about you saying just a minute ago that, you know, your parking permit dude lock, locks on your yeah. door and goes... But obviously the life... Are you the nanny or, you oh, know... I mean, what an arsehole. Really? Honestly. The, um, the life that you live now, the way that you live, the ho- home that you live in is so different so to different. the lifestyle and yeah. the house that you grew, Absolutely. grew up in. Absolutely. Yeah. Her house is well nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... It's all. It's, it's, it's homey. It's not flash. It's just homey, isn't it? It's homey. Yeah, it's homey but you've done home, really well really. for yourself and it's gorgeous. I wouldn't like people to think that I was flash in any way. I know, know. that's interesting in itself. Like, how was that journey from, like, that house? Did your mum 
come to that house a lot? Like, what was her feelings about? She thought it was wonderful. She thought it was absolutely wonderful because they they moved and, and they got a bungalow in the end in the oh, Isle nice. of Wight, which was cute. And they had their own room. They did, good, yeah. Good. It was really great. And a bathroom. I've got three bathrooms and every day... I go into these bathrooms, mine and then the other two bathrooms, and I run my fingers along the baths and the showers. I'm so grateful because we she didn't have one. And I do do that, and it's my thing. I do do that. I go in, I go, oh, this is great. Because I, I've never forgotten what... Anyway, that's the best thing. Are you still awake? Are you still awake? Is, that's, exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I mean, though. Like, even that, like, to go from no inside loo yeah. to three bathrooms. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you're brilliant, it's though, It's brilliant. Isn't it? And I clean you my labs, be... and I'm so proud of my labs, I have to say. You've got a lovely lab. So I've been in it many times. <laughs> and so the way your kids grew up must have been quite different to the way you grew up as well. Like how... Very different. Well, I keep reminding them. I do remind them. I know. I go, do you have any idea what it's like to eat stones? Because some people out there are... And they go, oh, don't. God, Mum, don't, don't. They go, don't, Mum, don't. And I go, this is what we're dealing with. People cannot feed their families. Don't forget that. I've met your kids they, and... They, you know, they value everything. They really they? do. They, they do. do. Yeah, they do. I, they're, they're great kids. They're not at all privileged, although they no, are. They don't they act are, yeah. privileged. No. They don't act like they have a no. right. And they work really, really fucking hard. Yeah. How was it? It's been so amazing to watch Sonny's journey because he's a doctor now. How's that been? Because you and Chris were able to, he wouldn't have been a doctor had you both not been able to put him through all the private schools that he's had, well, he private went, education. No, he went comprehensive. But after that though, right? Then college, college yeah. instead of going to the uh, sixth form college, he said to us that he didn't want to do A-levels, he wanted to do the baccalaureate, which he'd never done, which is like five yeah, A-levels. And you had to pay for that. And Chris was like, how the bloody hell are we going to do that? I said, look, I heard my dad. You know, something my dad would say. You go, we've got the bus. Doctor pay for it. Doctor who. Doctor who, (laughs) yeah. We've got got the bus. He can drive a bus. Just give him the key. Give him the key. So I said that. I did the spiel. I said, he's on his way. Give him the key. And he went... Right, blimey. So, you know, we yeah. we did. And he got into Wellington College and then... But he could... To be fair, he could have done it anywhere. Because he's super he made bright. A, so it helps. Super, it super helps, bright. Though, doesn't it? As it all helps. Rosa. It all helps. It really it? helps. So then he did that. Then he was able to thing, you know. And he's, he's a really great... They're both really wonderful. So we finish up the show each week asking our guest if they would like to celebrate a working class hero. So who would that be for you this week? My dad, definitely. My yeah. dad who gave me, you know, the wings and and um, and he was full of the jargon. I've never forgotten his sayings. And Yeah, he was huge because he made me feel like I could do anything, yeah. really. And I, w- I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for him. I really, I really wouldn't. No. And you're instilling that now in your children. I see that. Yeah. Massively, yeah, the, the, the sense so. of belief that children to. have is not arrogant. It's just no, positive. Just yeah. such a gift to give that to your children. I think I think about that all the time. Just yeah. to let them be, and just tell them like, just be, just do what you want to do. Like, be yourself. And be also, I try and say that to I say that to my son. I'm like, you don't owe me anything. Just do your thing. Like, be who you want to be. And that's like, you know, you've done enough for me already. 
So just like, he's only six. But, you know, that thing of just like, my parents were were like that with me as well. Like there was no pressure to do, to achieve anything for them. And I think that's such a huge freeing thing. Well, they're only on loan to you, aren't they? Yeah, and I'm really conscious of that. I think that all the time. And um, so what was your, what was your daddy's full name? His name was Gil, Gil Kajuri, Gil Patterson, Luigi. Nice. Kaduri. Patterson. Gil. Gil. Bill. 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 Did you I, enjoy it? I, I've, I loved it. I just hope I wasn't too boring. Well, you, know, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I love being here. Thanks. Thank you, darling. Lo- lovely to okay. reminisce. Just to Clam Junction. Clam hey. Junction. Up yeah. the CJ. Up the Junction. CJ. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Strangely enough, not strangely, but we did a tester pilot, didn't we, with Camille? Oh, God. Ages ago when we were thinking about doing this podcast. And that chat didn't go at all like the tester chat. And it was not that it wasn't not any good. It but, was no good because we were, we were shit. We, we were shit. on the internet and it was the middle of COVID. <laughs> so, but isn't, isn't Camille special and gorgeous? And Yeah, I remember meeting her for the first time and just you saying, oh, I've met this incredible woman. And you are correct. She is incredible. Yeah. yeah. I met her when we did Edge of Heaven, which, like we say, was a bit of a flop. I enjoyed um, it. But she just lost her mum and I then, halfway through the job, lost my dad. God, and course. so the two of us just in a smoker's corner when we were both smoking, we completely bonded and she totally got me through that job. And actually she taught me how to be on set. Well, yeah, of course, because that was early days for you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd done like a couple of episodes here and there but and nothing things. nothing like but that, yeah, like having She taught me how to be on set and she's um, an incredibly special woman to me and an incredible talent and you can catch her on channel four because she's starring in big boys uh, jack rook's big boys on channel four that's still going you can catch that on all four and she's got loads of other projects coming well, up that's exciting because i've not seen it so i'm off to watch it that is now. honestly incredible it's I'm incredible excited. and she's amazing in it uh, and that's all for this week thank you so much we will of course be back next week with another one of our incredible guests thanks for listening oh dear and remember it's coming keep it classy Proper Class podcast is produced by Michelle Farr-Scott for Ranga B Productions, edited by James Torrance, with music by Tommy Music. Just to let you know, folks, the Proper Class podcast is now going weekly. And whilst I've got you here, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Spread the word. Tell your friends, neighbours, whoever will listen. We've also got an Instagram page. Ooh, get us. And you can follow all the news and goss at the Proper Class podcast. And if you haven't nodded off yet, we've also gone and got ourselves an official email. So do get in touch. The email is properclasspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, keep it classy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.